Welcome back to A History of the Navy in 100 Objects. Today, we are examining a time of transition in the Navy, from wooden ships in the age of sail to the steel and metal alloy ships that populate our Navy today. Dr. Scott Harmon, the former director of the Naval Academy Museum, is with us to fill in the details. Welcome, I'm Dr. Scott Harmon. We are at the Naval Academy Museum, and we're talking now about a revolution in naval warfare the introduction of iron as armor plating. And this was used uh, on what was called an iron clad. Uh, that's, uh, you can think of as a knight in shining armor. Uh, it's a wooden vessel, which is soft, uh, protected by a coating of iron like the armor of a knight. And we have two examples here from uh, our first iron clads. Uh, the first uh, we'll talk about is the Virginia which was uh, built from the uh, burned hulk of the USS uh, Merrimack, uh, which was burned in Gosport Navy Yard at Portsmouth, Virginia. And uh, it was built up and coated with iron. We have a piece of iron from uh, the Virginia's uh, plating uh, over there. Uh, it's a small square piece, about an inch and a half uh, thick, uh, pretty heavy. And Virginia was coated with a layer of these iron plates. Well, Portsmouth, Virginia and Washington, D.C. are not very far apart, and word rapidly got to Washington that the Confederates were building an ironclad, and the Union had to do something to meet that. So, uh, as governments do, they put out a solicitation, got uh, offers on building ironclads, and one that was selected was to become the USS Monitor. And we have uh, models of the Monitor here, and we have a piece of iron plating from the Monitor itself. Now, these two uh, vessels were not the first ironclads in history. The French had built one, uh, the British had built one just before the American Civil War. Uh, but we took that idea and put them together, and what we had in uh, March of 1862 was the first battle between ironclads. So that was down in Hampton Roads uh, near Norfolk. Um, tactically, the, the battle was a draw. Neither side could claim victory, but the Confederates had failed what they wanted to do, which was to break the Union blockade. The Confederate idea was we know we cannot build more ships than the Union Navy, but we can build better ones. Well, the Union responded uh, with their industrial might and was able to meet uh, the Confederates and protect uh, the blockade of uh, Norfolk and uh, the Chesapeake Bay. So, th The Battle of Hampton Roads was significant as it was the first meeting of two ironclad ships. The battle ended in a draw after which both vessels retreated. A few months later, though, Monitor was down to break a blockade in the south when it met a gale off the coast of Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, on December 31, 1862. The piece of the Monitor at the Naval Academy Museum was not salvaged from the wreck, but was taken off the ship immediately following the battle. This piece has not been submerged in seawater for a century and a half. The Monitor was a particularly new approach to naval warfare. It was the first ship to incorporate a rotating gun turret and could separate the navigation of the ship from the deployment of her weapons. In the age of sail, 
The ship had to be maneuvered so as to be able to fire her weapons, but the monitor's rotating gun turret meant that it could fire from any direction. The turret extended nine feet above the water, and the rest of the ship only one foot, which presented an incredibly difficult target to its adversaries. There were about 100 men aboard the monitor when it sunk in 1862. Sixteen men were lost in the sinking, and it was only in 1973 that the wreck was identified. When the gun turret was salvaged in 2002, the remains of two sailors were found. These two sailors were laid to rest in Arlington National Cemetery in a ceremony with full military honors in 2013. The Battle of Hampton Roads also produced the naval legend Admiral John Warden. Check out our other episodes about Admiral Warden's legacy, featuring Warden Field at the Naval Academy and the legendary Warden Sword, mysteriously lost for decades. Thank you for joining us today on a history of the Navy in 100 objects. We hope you can visit the Naval Academy Museum soon to learn more about this pivotal story in U.S. Navy history.